Hi, everyone. Welcome back to An Oral Account. My name is Molly, and today I have two very special guests, Ailey Shanes and Levi Diamato. Diamato. Yeah. So we have three journalists, three Jews, two Italians. I'm just and, uh, just German-Russian. And, and a German-Russian. Yeah. Just They do a podcast called Two Jews and Ten Opinions. I think that that is one so brilliant, and I think it's such a great idea, and you guys should definitely go listen to it. First, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us about your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So hi, guys. Uh, my name is Ailey Shanes. I am co-host with... My boy Levi here of the Two Jews, Ten Opinions podcast. We're all, all three of us are journalists here at the University of Florida. Molly, obviously, the alligator. Me and Levi go, doing WUFT news. and Otherwise known as Wuft. No, <laughs> no, it's not Wuft. It's WUFT. <laughs> Respect the name. Check us out. Two Jews, Ten Opinions. My handles are um, A underscore Shane's 10 on Twitter <laughs> or now X and Instagram. Levi. I didn't realize we were doing the, the yeah, blogging I, of the social media. Am medias. I going to link all of your accounts over? Like, plug us, Molly. Plug yeah, us. so he, he basically said it. So I'm, yeah, I'm Levi. We started this podcast because we have been watching what's been going on in Israel. We've always cared about the situation in Israel, history of Israel, that sort of thing. But since October 7th, we've taken more of an approach to it, to as far as, you know, being vocal about it, speaking out, discussing these, uh, the situation. We're going, we're hoping to, right now, our podcast is pretty much only talking about Israel anti-Semitism. Over time, we're going to, you know, branch out. But right now, that's just all we're talking about, so... Mm-hmm. Thank you for having us on, Molly. Of course. Well, Thank you, Molly. Well, I just was on their podcast, so it was super fun that we get to do all this in one day. But the first thing that I wanted to note was that you guys, the whole idea of your podcast is that you, you come from two different religious backgrounds or two different Jewish identities. Yeah. So, one, can you first tell me about that and what your Jewish identity means to you? Yeah, I mean, so last week I kind of said in my fir- in the, our first episode, I kind of said Orthodox. I wouldn't say it's more necessarily Orthodox, but it's the Orthodox, definitely from the Orthodox community and definitely from a more stricter religious identity growing up or basically my whole life. Right now, it's kind of like, where am I? What, what kind of, where do I want to be religiously? So I think this our podcast really helps me kind of figure that out and, and helps kind of like learn about other, you know, backgrounds. So yeah, like I'm more from like a religious Orthodox background. I grew up in like the South Florida Orthodox community. Um, as Molly, you're definitely aware of. Um, so that's kind of my background and, and kind of want I, I want to talk about my perspective. My mom actually got mad at me because of how I spoke about my religious <laughs> background Dude, on no, my dad, podcast. I didn't get mad, but he was like, yeah, it's not necessarily Orthodox. You got to be more yeah, particular. Okay. I grew up, <laughs> I grew up in New York city. Um, and I did, I went to a Jewish school when I was a kid, but like then I, I moved to Florida and I moved to Jacksonville mm-hmm. and there are no like no yeah. Jewish people there. I didn't go to synagogue. I didn't go anything. Yeah. So I was pretty much disconnected at that. Not disconnected because I saw like a Jewish summer camp I went to. Um, camp Coleman. We love it. Shout Sh- it out. Sh- should I plug that too? <laughs> no, no. It's Shout okay. Out. Um, Shout out Camp Coleman. We, I wanted to talk to Ailey because we have, we've always discussed these um, topics and we wanted to come together and really hash them out, mm-hmm. see what we can talk about. So that's the short answer. Something that I want to speak to you guys about is just identity in general, because I know, like, as I was saying on your podcast before, we all went to the DC March and everything that's going on right now, you are so much more in tune, at least like I feel I'm so much more in tune with my Jewish identity and what that means. And I was saying on your podcast that a lot of people now you're seeing more now more than ever that people are identifying with their Jewish identity and they're more outspoken about it, even if they don't necessarily like I said this too that I come from a modern Orthodox background. So most of my life has been revolved around being Jewish. Everything like from the school I go to, from the, to the food I eat, to the community I live in, everything is revolves around Judaism. Yeah. And so I've always had a strong sense of Jewish identity, but I feel it in a completely different way now. Mm-hmm. 
And so I want to speak about like just the rally with you guys and what that meant for your Jewish identity. Same thing with you, Molly. My whole life was just surrounded by Judaism. Was that was my life? Was Orthodox Judaism? Going to yeshiva, learning, and going to you know yeshiva from like seven thirty in the morning to like sometimes nine p.m. at night. That was all I knew was Orthodox Judaism. And when I came out of high school, I kind of just wanted my life to kind of not just be centered around that. I just I didn't want that to be my thing. I wanted my thing to be the other stuff that I'm interested in. What my passions are. And I, I guess I didn't really feel too passionate about it. But going to the rally and seeing the unity in Judaism, now that's all I want. I, I want my identity to be centered around Judaism because I think it's so, so important. I think the Jewish people and I think my Jewish identity is just so amazing. It's so special. And I'm so grateful that I'm Jewish Um, that I, and I was born from two amazing Jewish parents. And that's all I want. All I want is to embrace um, you know, my Jewishness, that what I was embraced with beforehand. And I want to just spread it to the world and spread that, you know, that ama- amazing special. Uh, what's so special about Judaism? Yeah, I thought it was really important to go. When I went, I I signed up instantly when I heard Mm -hmm. about it. I didn't know, like, how many people were going to go or anything. No, you did not. I shared it with you, and then you're like, I got to go ask permission from my parents. No, 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 no. no. I signed up within the day, okay? I signed up within the day, and... Okay, whatever. Anyway, I didn't know what I was going to expect, but I thought it was really important to show up, uh, even just for the simplest reasons, like, that my friends and family in Israel would see me, that I care enough about, like, I'm thinking about them that I'm going to Washington for them, you know? Yeah. Simple things like that. It was really important to show support. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I was having a conversation with someone over Shabbat and they were saying how how there are seven days of the week, six of them you're working towards something and then one of them you're just being. And I feel like we can all relate to that because we were we were saying how when we went to the rally like we're all journalists so we all like our brains are wired in a way to like make a story out of everything and like you just like have the instinct to like I, I don't know about you guys but like stories just like form in my head 100% and like I, I'm like thinking in terms of quotes like when you guys are like talking I'm thinking of like what I can like take out of that quote yeah got you so but I th- not, you're saying not at the you didn't think that I, at the rally? I, I didn't think that at the rally okay. just because it was like just in general as people we are constantly like your entire lives become around work. At least like I'm also like a very big workaholic. So like my identity becomes revolves around the things that I'm doing. It's always like doing, doing, doing. I have to do more. I have to do more. I feel like the rally was just one time kind of resembled Shabbat to me. It's like the one day that I can just be like I can go to the rally and be a person and like be a part of something. And I don't have to like be actively like I am actively there. And I'm showing support, but I'm not like, I think that's a different type of showing up, which is so important. It's like being mindful about it. Have you been also challenged with that in other things other than the rally lately relating to Israel? Because for me, like I was still to do a story about the vigil mm-hmm. and I, I was planning on doing the story when I got there. But then I just like completely was just like, no, oh, like, yeah. I'm not doing a story. <laughs> I had the same experience. I was supposed to be reporting for, for, for the alligator for the vigil. And then like, as everything is happening, my editors text me like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'll call you back soon. I'm literally crying on the phone to my oh mom. My like, God. I'm like, oh I'll God. be back in the apartment soon. And I'm like trying to write a story. After I finished like on the phone with my parents for like over two hours because I was a mess. Look at the shoes I'm wearing right now. The shoes I'm wearing right now, like they're scuffed up from the vigil. I feel like it's weird. It's like a weird reminder to me because these are like my only pair of shoes from Israel. And it just happened to be that like, mm. these are the shoes that I was wearing yeah. that day, which is so insane. Yeah, no, that was like, Crazy. at some point I was like, I started to write. It was like 
midnight one in the morning and then they're like we're gonna have someone else do it <laughs> yeah. yeah they like i was doing a story there and also my part like my friend was also doing a story there and mm-hmm. she got a concussion Jeez. and we're oh my god like we're dealing with this after the vigil and they're just like all right yeah like crank out a story, story. And i'm like <laughs> no i'm like we're not doing that yeah, you know, know like that was that was shocking i mean but... sometimes as a journalist you gotta understand. I understand but there were so many someone wrote the story no no no, no, no. it was it, gonna you know? get done yeah no what i'm yeah. saying is like sometimes as a journalist you gotta like just internalize like i can't do the story oh, oh, okay. i mean i'm in a place where I, I just like can't physically do it and if, <laughs> if an editor and if an editor or whatever doesn't understand tell, you know sucks to suck no <laughs> thank god my editor was like it's so okay i was uh, like it was also bad because i was starting to write the story and the story was like completely biased like very i like very very biased mm. so then they're like yeah all right we're not gonna have you do this but which is so fair and like so okay at least like i was happy to know that like this is another struggle that i'm having right now is like you you want to report on israel from an unbiased perspective but you also know what's going on and you don't also you also like don't like i don't know if you guys feel this but there's a bit of distrust to other people and how they're going to cover it so it kind of feels like if i don't do it like yeah i don't trust someone else who will Mm -hmm. Uh, and so like you feel an obligation to kind of cover it because you want it to be from a perspective that you trust 100 percent. i mean i think that's all about finding the angles that you could cover like for example i did a story on uf israeli idf reservists yeah. who well they were supposed to they aren't there i think they just had a lot of flight issues and they can they just gave, gave up on that but they they were supposed to they got the yeah. calls to like to go up and fight and you know you could do that from a very unbiased you know unbiased uh viewpoint i mean like you're, it's just kind of like a feature on them and, yeah. and what they're feeling right now and you show the world the humanity of people from israel and, and idf soldiers because it feels like all these people who are protesting against Israel, it just seems like Israeli soldiers and, and people in Israel aren't humane. They aren't yeah. real people. And you, you kind of just show that, no, these are are people who genuinely deeply care about the yeah. lives of others. And it's just all about like when you're so, you know, when you have a lot of emotions towards a specific subject, find a way that you can so that you feel like you make a difference in, in the way that you can make a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I have nothing more to add. That yeah, no, fair. Something that I've been thinking about a lot, which is also a conversation I had on Shabbat, I think it was just like a lot talking about the the rally and what it meant for the Jewish people, yeah. which we kind of spoke about on your podcast. But in the sense of Jewish pride, I think someone said this over Shabbat and I thought it was super interesting that like when I, I said this and I posted this on LinkedIn or whatever, wherever I posted it, that like I've never felt more proud to be a Jew than I did on that day. But then... They, someone was saying like what does that even mean to be how could you be proud to be a jew when you're not actually doing anything to be like you're not actively doing you know yeah like when you're proud, you like when you're proud of something it's because like, i'm proud to be at uf because i worked i worked for it and i got here i'm a jew because i was born t- to a jewish mother you know so it's not like i actually did anything but you're proud of it because you're out there and you're showing it you yeah. know like people are the um amount of people that are buying the magenta v um yeah necklaces i just ordered one actually nice. yeah i'm like not a jewelry per- but you know it's Got like her. yeah that's really nice but can you keep like like telling us what you mean by that no i i completely agree that was what what someone else said like it was like those two sides where it's like how could you be proud of something that you don't have any control over and then someone else was saying like it's not that you're necessarily proud because you were born to a jewish mother or whatever it is you're proud because you're embracing it embracing it mm. and let's say it's like the whole idea of like someone says something like brought up the lgbtq community and like what what does like pride festivals even mean like why are you so proud to be what what does that even mean yeah. and they're kind of saying like no you're proud be- you're proud in spite of like everything else that's like going against you and i think that that's what 
the rally really meant to me was like I'm proud to be supporting a cause so much bigger than myself. And yeah. I wanted to ask you guys what Jewish pride means to you. Wow. <laughs> it's it's hard and and I touched on that before because my Jewish pride it's it's confusing, right? Because I come from, you know, like I said before, I come from a more orthodox background, uh, from a religious background and it it was hard because I didn't know like what pride I had. It was just like it felt so restrictive. But I think what Jewish pride just means to me is that there's something so special about being Jewish and the the things that you're taught and and the 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 values the Jewish values that are there are just so amazing mm-hmm. and and it it seems so restrictive but really it's just so freeing the type of dialogue that you're able to have and you're able to question you're able to just be like mm-hmm. what is this like why do I have to do this whatever and and people are so and rabbis are so open about it and just like you know and everything like that it's just I'm so proud that I'm able to be part of something that's just so special and that there's just so yeah. such deep meaning to and and so much on the on the blank face of things and you just you know read the Torah or whatever it just kind of seems kind of whack but there's just such deep meaning to everything and yeah and i, I kind of like that you know i'm very kind of like i love the deeper meanings behind things i love really like just digging deep and really understanding what things really mean and there's just so much there in judaism and, and i'm also so proud that there's jews from all sorts of walks of life and it's amazing and we're all coming together for this one purpose just proud to be jewish and, and coming together for israel i mean like you see like the you know the flags that were, that were being flown in the rally there were some that were like you know playing israel flags or or bring back the hostages or stop anti-Semitism. There was also like, you know, the pride Israeli flags and stuff yeah. like that. And I love that flag. I wish I saw more of them there. I know. I saw that like a good so amount. I saw I like a good flags. amount for sure. And like, yeah. you know, coming from a background that's kind of more not too LGBTQ friendly, I would say. I don't mm-hmm. know how I would put it. But just to know that that's not all Jews. That's not encompassing all Jews. Like Jews come from all different walks of life, all different opinions. And despite that, we're all able to come together and be one as a fam- family. Because at the end of the day, we all care about being Jewish and we all love each other and that's just what I'm so proud of is like like we have all these different opinions but we're still able to come together and we still all care for each other deeply yeah wow next time I need to answer first because you're doing the (laughs) answer and you're taking all the great answer you know what I mean I'm so sorry Levi next next question that Molly asked you're you're going first (laughs) that's the most Jewish people I'll ever be around in my life and, and it's funny how we barely made a minion. And uh, what? What is that? I don't understand. This is the divide in the backgrounds, I guess. Oh. I don't get that joke at all. What, what was it? We barely made a minion. So there's oh, you need ten like people a million, for a minion. No, no, oh. you need ten people for a minion. <laughs> yeah. For for like for services yeah. and stuff like that. And I was just making a joke how there's like hundreds of thousands of users. Oh, and we barely got made a minion. You, got you. We could cut okay. that out. Well, it didn't, it mean, didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't I, go well actually. Because <laughs> Molly cut that out. I'm gonna I'm gonna strike back because I know what a minion is. That yeah, the joke I think landed. Anyway, um, when Hatred when hatred breeds in in the Jewish community that I've noticed hatred breeds pride. The more yeah. anti-Semitism, the more of this where people they're saying like anti-Semitism up four hundred. I mean four hundred percent. That's what the ADL said. People are showing it more. You yeah. know they're not fearful. They're every day they're showing more and more Jewish pride. Yeah, that's what makes me feel the pride of being in the Jewish community, seeing the other people yeah. around me that are being brave. No, that's great. Well, Molly, I want to ask you what what. You know, what is yeah, your Jewish yeah. pride? What, what do you feel about that? I want to say something to, to Levi's point about the fact that, like, as hatred grows, so does your pride. It's because of survival. Like, that's why the Jews have survived is because if you had not, you wouldn't be here. Yeah. You wouldn't be here. And I think that's also a lot of it is, like, knowing that, like, our history spans for as long as man has been around. Mm-hmm. And, like, hatred has been around for as long as man has been around. And, like, hatred against Jews especially. And so knowing that, like, wow, we have survived all of this hatred and all of this, all of this horror 
horrible discrimination against the Jews is so insane. And that also makes me pride, like proud to know that like I'm here because of generations and generations and generations of Jews who have survived literally the most awful atrocities in human history. And that's so amazing. I sometimes think about like, why, why is it? Like, why is it that we've lasted, but no one else has when everyone else has been like stronger physically had in outnumbered us like why is it that we have survived i mean like you guys like that's kind of like an open-ended question but like a lot of it i think is like we're so grounded in our morals and like the sense of community you see this in america where there's not as much sense of community and family also because israel is significantly smaller and we all come from mm-hmm. a sem- somewhat similar background but it's also because i think of the fact that like you know if you don't you won't be here and yeah. also with like yeah. what's going on with like at what was happening with like protests in israel and like i was in israel right. last year and like at times that like you're in tel aviv and you're just like oh like the trains aren't going and like there's so much traffic because of these stupid protests and like it was the political situation was getting really bad but then the second that everything happened on october 7th like yes there's obviously a bit like i don't want to say like there's no more because like you're gonna find some whatever but like for the most part like it dissipated and like everyone we're all on the same team basically yeah Yeah. there are always protests but that's good that's the healthy part of being a democracy but yeah yeah the unity has been a lot better in israel do you think like the same thing with just kind of off topic question if the united states were attacked do you think there would be a kind of because after 9-11 the united states was very united yeah but now also people are uh, sympathizing with osama bin laden so it makes you question like how (laughs) insane people are getting and i think also there's like a higher stake for for jews and israelis too because like in america right you could go anywhere like you know people come from all different walks of life if america's like turns like turns around and and and, and sinks into the sea people could go anywhere like most people could go anywhere and not be like persecuted for who they are yeah i mean obviously there's a lot of exceptions for of obviously but for Jews it's Israel Israel is the only place where you could say for certain that you won't be persecuted for being Jewish by the the government and yeah. that you won't look at all these countries that we've been expelled from we've been expelled from like basically every country Spain Russia Germany France even Switzerland we've been expelled from <laughs> yeah. and Switzerland is the most neutral country in the entire world we've been expelled from Switzerland yeah. so Crazy. Israel is our, like Israel like, by the way drew Switzerland in Euro qualifiers the other day which is really big they're leading the group that's so, pretty good. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> like, for that current, you know, current event. yeah. Thank you, Levi. <laughs> <laughs> Our sp- <laughs> Anyways, like, like Joe Biden said, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's big Joe. I knew you were going to bring we up the love quote. Dark the Brandon, Mayor, the, the Mayor quote you were going to say, like, right? we have no place to yeah. go. Yeah. I saw a video of someone interviewing pro-Palestine protesters on the street and they were saying like, where do you think the Jews should go? They're like, just go back to the countries you well, came from. They say from. Yeah. a lot of the people on the interviews are saying, well, it's 80% of the set settlers have passports to other yeah. uh, countries <laughs> it's we're not safe in those countries <laughs> it is hard no 80 percent of the the settler the israeli citizens He's do not do not have passports yeah. to other countries the real number is around like 10 percent. anyway also it's like okay i saw someone saying like i'm like a third generation israeli first of all but then before that if you really want me to go back to my country I, my family's from iran and turkey like what we're do you not think safe there. we're not safe there like what do you think like my family is from all of the european countries that like in germany and like all these horrible places that it's like we've been literally genocided i mean yeah and like and technically yeah there's still there are jews in like france and germany but look what happened like things can turn in an instant and we won't get the backing of the government this that type of thing will never happen if there's a state of Israel. If To the people in Israel, to the Jews in Israel, stuff like what happened in Germany and France won't happen to them in, in Israel because yeah. 
it's Israel, and we're, they're there for the Jewish people. Yeah. yeah, you talk about France, which is the third largest Jewish community in the, the world. There was a huge, I think from 2009 to like 2017, huge Jewish uh, emigration out of France into yeah. Israel yeah. for the most part. And I'm expecting that we're going to see that yeah. again with what we've been seeing in France lately. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It's just so insane that like people are so ignorant that they're like, yeah, just, just go back to where you came from. Like, that's just not one. That's just not how it works. Yeah. But also like something else that I think about a lot is like, it's scary and it makes sense in the current state of what it means to be Jewish in general that like Israel to most Jews means a place of safety and a safe haven and it's not even just about like oh we have a Jewish land like it's so beautiful like we're it's our ancestral homeland that's why we have to have it there but it's scary that it's like we have to have our own land because if not like we would literally be extinct or we would be constantly fighting for our lives every all the time yeah and we shouldn't have to always fight for our lives like you know we're sick of running we're sick of we're sick of just cowarding we need to be strong and stand up and we need a safe haven i mean it's not fair i mean like all these <laughs> it's other not fair. it's not yeah no it's, it's not, not fair all these other countries like you know you have like um, i don't know like 22 mu like muslim countries pretty much every every other country in the world is like a christian country we yeah. need something so that, like we need a sure bet we don't have that sure bet if israel's not there yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also where the whole the anti-Zionism thing. If if someone tells me that they are anti-Zionist, I usually ask them. In my opinion, I, I don't know if you guys will agree with me on this. I I would consider anti-Zionism to be anti-Semitism almost ninety five percent of the time. You agree with it? You think that that's true? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I the agree only with the only case when I say to the people who tell me this is when I go only if you believe that every single country in the world should not have any le because like you just said, twenty two Muslim countries, so many. Christian countries, the only way that this can be acceptable, like that you consider yourself anti-Zionist, if you are anti every single nation state, yeah. predominant religion state in the world, which is obviously not what we're hearing from the yeah. anti-Zionist yeah. community. <laughs> not yeah. what we're hearing. Definitely not what we're hearing from them, but no, yeah. it's true. It's scary. I feel like I've been seeing in the media, at least from like the, the sources that I've been having, like reading, it's the same points being spoken over and over and over and over again, because people are just not taking it in. What do you usually read? I usually read a lot of, I've been reading a lot of like Jerusalem Post. I've been reading at least like the Stand With Us like the like the actual resources they have yeah stuff like that i mean i've read like books also like i told you the noah tishby book and like i've had a lot of like jewish education so it's kind of just it's just crazy to like see that like a lot of the stuff that i'm seeing i'm seeing it also like the the sources that i or most of them are obviously jewish sources who are supporting israel and so all of them are posting the same things with the same idea and like it's just not it's not crossing people's minds like it's just, it's the the whole idea of like okay when the when the, the rocket hit the hospital and immediately the news was quick to say that like oh israel bombed the hospital and get whatever and everyone was i saw like people like from uf that like i'm in like is literally like in charge of the organization that i'm a part of or whatever like mm -hmm. posting stuff like oh israel okay like the rocket which did not hit the hospital but hit a parking lot and next to the hospital from israel which was from the Palestinian Islamic Jihad organization and the New York Times on their front cover posted a picture of a different location that yeah. was bombed. I was shocked even to see that. Report. I'm not shocked. When I, that, I know I know you're saying you're not shocked, but like that was that was crazy. I mean, like, come no, on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's when that happened, old. by the way, like I've always like, okay, I'm not gonna obviously read anything from New York Times because I know they're notorious for being anti Semitic and 
doing stuff like that. But at that point, I was like, I'm not like I did like the wordle or the crossword every day. Like I just stopped doing it. Like just a complete uh, boycott. Just, no boycott. Yeah, of obviously. The like New York Times. I have BDS against BDS. New York Times. No, because like I just like can't be associated. Like I don't know. It was just like I a read. I read the uh, some of the opinion articles yeah. in the New York Times still. Also, but I don't like to... the USA Today crossword puzzle is better than the New York Times crossword puzzle. Why? It's probably easier. Oh, yeah, it is easier. <laughs> it's also, <laughs> That's it's also, today, it's yeah. also free, so. What yeah. are you, what, what We have an account with UF, by the way. I mostly just listen to NPR. I yeah. think that they've done a pretty good job. Oh. There's, there's things I've critiqued about NPR about this whole thing, but I, I, I do generally, generally like their, their coverage of this. Yeah, no, who I read the most actually is the free press, which is they do such an incredible job of it's the type of journalism that I like. At least Ailey knows this, that, like, I just, like, I care about news, but I don't care to read it, like, straight up. Yeah. And so I think that they present it in such an incredible way. I'm going to I'm gonna link everything because I've been listening to, like, almost every single one of their podcasts. Every every article they've written about it, I'm going to send it to you guys. Which was founded by Barry, Barry Weiss, Weiss, who quit the New York Times. Yeah. She's incredible. I've literally watched – and I've also, like – I've been watching a lot of Ben Shapiro lately, just, like, debating – but how do you feel about that? Though? I'm not a big Ben Shapiro fan. I've never, I've always been anti Ben Shapiro. Yeah. But do you really think Ben Shapiro is like, a, 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 because he's not talking to any, he speaks to like college students and stuff. No, which but. like someone needs to speak to college students. But Ben Shapiro, I feel like if he wants to, he should speak. I don't know. No. Well, the thing is, the, here's the thing though. What we're seeing the most ridiculousness from is from college oh, campuses. Shoot. And look, I am not a big Ben Shapiro fan whatsoever. Yeah. But. The things that he's saying about this is spot but on. But there has to be and a better messenger. There has to be no, a better messenger I'm, than Ben Shapiro. I wish there was a better messenger than Ben Shapiro, but guess what? Ben Shapiro is doing that. And he is targeting the places where this is the biggest problem, and it's college campuses. I'm, I can't believe I'm even saying this. You're but grappling with I'm, that. I'm, I'm, like, I'm trying to grapple the fact that I'm even like yeah, no. standing with uh, with Ben Shapiro on this. Every single person. Yeah, every because single. Because it's, it's crazy to me. But I, And I can't believe I'm about to say this right now, but props <laughs> to Ben Shapiro. Oh, okay. Well. I'm going to say I've Piers Morgan. Okay, I've been watching a lot of Piers Morgan yeah. lately. Um, I think he's been doing a really good job covering the conflict. He's had yeah. a lot of different... You see the bait with uh, Rabbi Shmuley and... What's his no, name? No, but that was terrible because those people are... I don't like... I like when he's having the people on that are intelligent and bringing <laughs> forth, like, interesting <laughs> arguments, you know? Rabbi Shmuley said things. some pretty good stuff, though. He was made, like, some funny comments, I think. We digress. Yeah, Rabbi Shmuley's a little bit... He's a little bit off the uh, off the rails a little bit. Yeah, he's a little... You know the one... Okay, I'll give props to Rabbi Shmuley on one thing he said. I, I thought it was interesting. He was arguing with this Cenk Uyghur. Cenk Uyghur, from, from, from the Young Turks. This guy, the Young Turks. So he named his organization the, the Young Turks, which is uh, the, the revolutionary group that did yeah. the Armenian genocide. Somehow this is acceptable to name his thing after. I don't know. But Shmuley, we're going off. Well, they're not really, a, they're not for the Armenian genocide. Cenk Uyghur is pretty like against No, of course not. Turkey. But why would he name his organization after the group that did the Armenian genocide? Because he's, he's, from, he's from Turkey. He's a Turk. Yeah, but like the Young Turks are objectively not a good organization yeah they do genocide they did genocide yeah i mean like gen generally i honestly i've been a, a pretty big tyt fan for uh, oh really i actually have really i've okay. been i've been watching tyt so for... ben shapiro and tyt this is like no yeah. yeah no so i've i've watched tyt since high school and generally i don't agree with everything they say obviously but generally I've, i'm a big fan of like Cenk uger anna kasparian whatever but there's another guy on tyt his name is ben glebe he's, he's an israeli 
guy. He's also a comedian, but he's also an Israeli guy. And what I do appreciate about TYT during all of this, even though that yes, they have Chenk Uger and they have they are spewing all this rhetoric, but they were allowing guys like Ben Glebe to come on and to say his piece. And I think it was a, an amazing, amazing debate. And obviously, I think Ben Glebe really just showed their audience the humanity and, and their and his side of it. And I think he did an amazing job. And I do appreciate you know like Chenk Uger. I think that I don't agree with his views, but I think that at least he does care about the humanity of it. I think he is contextually off with a lot of the stuff that he's saying. But I, I do appreciate that he has brought in other voices like yeah. Ben Glebe and stuff like that. Continue. Well, yeah, they were. I, I just I didn't like that one because there was just too much of them yelling at each other. Yeah. But okay, yeah. Piers Morgan's been really good, and he interviewed um, Jeremy Corbyn the other day. If you don't know Jeremy Corbyn, maybe like don't familiarize yourself. I don't really know what to say, but mm-hmm. um, he almost became prime minister in the UK a few years ago, which is Cray-cray. crazy to think about. Cray-cray. He and Piers Morgan. I, I posted the video of Piers Morgan um, interviewing Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah. And I had a lot of British people swipe up and be like, "We hate, we hate, Je- we <laughs> hate Jeremy." <laughs> no, no, no. We hate, we hate Piers Morgan. Well, they like, they hate Jeremy Corbyn, but they also hate Piers Morgan. Yeah. Apparently, he sucks. You can't have anyone. He's, these days. Yeah. he's you everyone. Can't have anyone. He's everyone's favorite person to hate on, and it's hilarious. I didn't know anything about Piers Morgan before like this month, and I was like, "Oh, I'm really liking his coverage." You didn't hear no, no, like month? I know who he is, but I didn't know him like that. Yeah. You weren't buds with him until now. Yeah, fair. Yeah. I'm still not buds with Molly, him. Molly, we're sorry. I'm sorry that we're taking over yeah, your Yeah, no, over it's your so fine. Bring the next, the yeah, next no. point. Yeah. I was going to say, for the record, back to Ben Shapiro, I do not agree with most things that he says. That's also why it's like anytime I say anything about Ben Shapiro, my friends are like, I don't recognize you because I've always been like, <laughs> whatever, a certain way. But I think that's also what's like so crazy about this conflict is like you're seeing people who are agreeing with you that you never, that I don't agree with on many, many other issues. And it's a bit scary to me that like and I think that that's what our world has come to is like kind of identity politics where it's like yes I don't agree with most of what Ben Shapiro says but I agree with what he's saying now and it's important to be able to like be able to take some opinions and not take others because I think that what a lot of people do is like you write off people because you're like I don't agree with what they say on this and obviously when it is things that are so extreme and like really cross the line you are I think it's so valid to like nix that person as like a fair reliable person to like Osama bin Laden for example yeah like for example yeah, Osama, Osama bin Laden, Laden. not freedom fighter he's not, not woke <laughs> yeah anyway i just want to put it out the, there for the the, the the big difference between ben shapiro and osama bin Laden is i don't think ben shapiro went and facilitated plane crashes to kill about three thousand americans yeah even though ben shapiro sucks but i digress ben shapiro sucks not as bad as osama bin laden <laughs> yeah and anyway. the fact that that's even a debate is, wow. is baffling to me. Though, like, the fact that we've come to that point, I was in shock when I was reading all these things about, like, how far have we gone? Like, is this a point of no return? That people are like, oh, my God, ben, like, Osama bin Laden, like, he was onto something. Like, is that not insane? Craziness. Yeah. It's crazy that I see this and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Right. Like, Sounds I, I wake right. up because when I wake up in the morning, I, you know, I have my breakfast, I read my news, <laughs> I check Twitter, and I'm like, oh, it's Osama bin Laden today. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's uncanceled, what's, but he'll be canceled What's the tomorrow. next anti? Anti-Semitic trope. That's my morning routine. Is like That's I got so... preparing for the next anti-Semitic attack. Is yeah, like, like who's the next person that's going to be a hero? Yeah, or like what's the um, next talking point? I couldn't <coughs> even tell you. I don't think we're gonna get to Hitler just yet, but that'll come soon. Oh, it's already come. What do you mean the near yeah, well, on the street? Hitler, yeah, yeah, but I and mean also like... Hitler was right. Was trending on Twitter. Like it's it's just ridiculous. It's I think what's so scary is that like something needs to happen that's people believe is a bit controversial in order for them to like express their incredibly anti-Semitic opinions because like all these people who are like 
doing all these things like let's say like all the professors at nyu that i'm seeing ripping down posters and yeah. saying all these horrible things like they just needed a tiny bit of a reason to and like now they're like jumping on the bandwagon to be able 100 like, it's all out now yeah it's, it's just all like out we've let our everyone's showing their true colors but you know it's they're not they're still not showing the true colors because i would much prefer that they don't say zionist and that they just because they go like yeah i see well the zionist reach of the media <laughs> has gotten out of control and i'm like yeah. Please just say Jewish, Jewish people. Like, what are yeah. you talking yeah, about? Like, no, we're not. Yeah. Like, the Zionist lobby is unprecedented in its funding or whatever. Yeah. Crazy. No, that's so true. It's so scary. This is one of the last things that I wanted to talk to you guys about, which we kind of briefly spoke about at the end of your podcast. But I think it's something that's definitely worth having a conversation about is the doubts that at least like I've experienced and I know other people have too about like, is what I believe in right? Because you're seeing that like when so at least like the people who are loud about it are so anti-Israel that it kind of scares you. And you're like, wait, are all these claims that they're making are do they have some truth to it? Like, is this true? Am I wrong for what I'm believing in? and like it's such a terrifying feeling to know like I've gone through years and years and years of Israel education and like I've been literally taught the countless ways in order to combat people who make these claims and the fact that they're being so loud about it makes me doubt it which is so scary I don't know what you guys have been experiencing in terms of doubts but yeah okay I don't know I don't have any doubts on my belief set I'm more been tough because what we've seen since October 7th has been such, it's just been insane. And yeah. you feel like you need to kind of not speak about sort of other, what I'll basically get to is I hate the government right now in <laughs> Israel, but I am not spending so much time speaking about it because yeah. this is- In the grand scheme of things. This will be dealt with later, yeah. you know, yeah. um, or maybe soon, but it's just not really something I'm talking about at the moment, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I know where my ideas are and I am very critical of things, but what we're seeing in the, the movement the anti-israel movement right now is nothing it's not even anti it's not even crit it's not criticism it, it doesn't reach criticism at all it's complete genocidal yeah. rhetoric which yeah. is not the same as criticism of israel yeah if i saw people marching like we, we want two-state solution like just leave the west bank or whatever yeah. but we're not seeing that at all or like yeah. not at or all like benjamin Netanyahu sucks or whatever yeah like you could like, like yeah i don't sure. care what you say talk I, about itamar ben gavir but why yeah. are you i'll I mean, probably join in in those chants you are talking about the Zionist entity, you, you know, that yeah. they don't even call it uh, Israel, like the, the Zionist, Zionist entity, entity. Oh like God. a name. Like I, you know what I see sometimes? It, they, they, yeah. You can't even write out Israel. So it's I and then like the um, little, <laughs> like, what's it called? The star the thing? The ats or the stars. The aster. Like, it's like a swear word or something. Yeah, like it's like, the, like a curse word. I've seen that. Like boycott. I, That's uh, insane. Crazy. And the boycott Starbucks, which I, I don't understand. But Apparently oh, Starbucks is not going down. Is we'll Starbucks like a, there's no Starbucks in Israel. I don't understand. No. No, 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 because the thing is, is that the... <laughs> they, why the, are they... Yeah. Star, no, but it's because the workers' union after October 7th, like, really right after October 7th, came out in support of Palestinian cause and, and that, like, Hamas's attack was justified. And then immediately after that, the CEO of Starbucks was like, we in no way condone what the workers' union is saying. We are completely against that. And that is why people, people are, like, are boycotting oh. Starbucks. They're boycotting other things like Coca-Cola, Boycott McDonald's. Starbucks, man. Boycott... Everything, every, any technology ever, because that's all Israel. Dude, I wish that I could like support McDonald's right now when like Burger King, but it's not kosher, so I'm technically boycotting it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> technically. But not in the same way you guys are. Hashtag yeah. make McDonald's kosher. <laughs> 
Yeah, dude. The, I mean, boy, wow, boycott McDonald's is crazy. That's cra- wow. That's like literally I saw this was a no history video. She's like, oh, you want to boycott Israel? Literally everything that you use is from either technology or something literally developed in Israel. Yeah, the medicine. I mean, like you have luck. to be like Amish in order to like. Good really- luck with your medicine, <laughs> yeah. man. You the Amish to- are the best boycotters of Israel because <laughs> yeah. they don't. I wonder if they even know. I wonder if they even know what's going on. <laughs> Someone's got to tell them. Yeah. I saw the clip of the girl at the college campus boycotting. She was wearing the shoes. Yeah, the Nike shoes. Cause she Nike's said to ban boycott Nike. They're supporting Israel. By the way, boycott Nike, Nike for their support of Israel, not boycott them for, like, I don't know, using kids <laughs> making the shoes. Yeah. Yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> I'll move on to once, you. Once Israel is a part of it, then, but, like, like sweat labor and, like, I don't know, of like, course, China and all course. those things. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, people have to get their priorities a little bit straight. Yeah, I mean, there was the whole 100%. the World Cup in Qatar. <laughs> there was a little bit of talk about boycotting that, but, I mean, it was huge. The World Cup was huge, and it yeah. was uh, 500 people died to make the stadium. Yeah. The That's not was. what they're boycotting. They're, what they're right. talking about is how Morocco was so awesome for, for displaying their Palestinian flags during the whole thing, and ridiculous. Crazy. Anyway, Ailey, what do you think about the doubts thing? Because I know you started to touch upon it. Yeah, I mean, just there's so much craziness out there. All this, you know, all these professors that you look up to, like these yeah. are professors, they're educated people. All these students from these college campuses that are said to be the, the most prestigious um, colleges in the entire world like harvard and princeton and yale and and all those other places and then all over social media it's like 90 percent of the feed is like pro-palestinian stuff yeah and like you know supporting what hamas is doing but you look at what happened in dc and you and and you were there and you're just feeling the energy and feeling the love and support just feeling that you know you're you're on the right side of history just don't give up it's hard because there's all this stuff going against you what you really need to understand that you're on the right side of history don't don't let them break you down because if that's what they want yeah just stay strong i really think that the truth will prevail yeah it's the same exact thing i don't want to say it's the same exact thing because it's obviously different context but with the nazis everyone kind of just like jumped on the bandwagon they were like going with it and then like after now in the history books like you were you were those people that like sided with the nazis and like i know that like i've had doubts just because everyone has been so loud and it's it's a bit scary and i think it's intimidating and it's not necessarily that i doubt that what i believe and what i've been taught is wrong it's just the fact that like i'm like i'm just a bit scared but i think that that's what has fueled jewish people for generations and generations like i was taught we were talking about survival a bit and i wanted to like ask you guys again like why do you think we've survived this long and arrived also because we never gave up we we stuck to our values we stuck to our roots and we never gave up and it's the people the people like for jewish voices of peace those are the people (laughs) that are going that if if we go if we stick to their mentality the jewish people would not exist the jewish culture would be gone because they are caving towards this mob mentality to this craziness the reason why we've survived this long is because we haven't caved to that craziness to that to that mob mentality like the nazi Nazi germany whatever we stuck to our values we stuck to our roots we stuck to jewish pride and we 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 know that what we do and what, what and who we are is right and it's yeah. special. And we never took that for granted. And that's why we survived this long. And that's why we will always survive no matter what. I agree. And I believe that too. Yeah. So true. The Jewish voice for peace. I, I, with the buzzwords these days, you can say anything like, yeah. they're, oh, well, we're Jewish and we're, we want peace. That's what's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and they go, oh, well, we love oh, them. Yeah. They're speaking for the peace. Everyone yeah, else really doesn't want the peace. You know? yes. the, the person, one time there was a controversy with them because they, someone logged into their tweeted from. From the Jewish Voice for Peace account, but they were just like some dude from Lebanon yeah. who was running the the social That's media account. Crazy. Yeah, they are 
the ADL has classified them to be a, a, a hateful anti-Semitic organization. Because <laughs> in the in their heart of hearts, they are anti-Semitic and they do and they wish that they weren't Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's scary that like you, the people who are part of that organization are identifying as a Jew just as a shield. Like you're just saying, I'm a Jew and I believe and I'm a part of this and I'm a Jew. No, they're so literally. My opinion is valid. It's like Candace Owens, for example, right? No, no, I'm serious. Yeah. The conservatives use her as like this like puppet, right? Yeah. And it's like, oh, look, it's it's um like um a black woman supporting the conservative, you know, crazy radical conservative cause. It's the same thing. Yeah. Jewish Voice for Peace. It's a puppet. They're Every cop group outs. has its people. Yeah. It's it's they're the <laughs> cop outs. They're the exact <laughs> like same thing as like yeah. Candace Owens. And we know Jewish Voice for Peace hates Candace Owens. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's who you are. You're Candace Owens <laughs> in a very evil. In, in the same thing it's the same thing well yeah. do you maybe know I, there's like been controversy with Candace Owens I saw that too I haven't read into it I couldn't care less but there's always controversy I'm trying to I literally just read about this I think it was just it was. it's about this conflict and Ben Shapiro nicked it in the bud like he so she was, Candace Owens is like anti-Israel right now or something very I, unexpected I want, I'm gonna we're gonna have well, to well she was that. very She's been on the side with like Kanye and stuff like that, and I know Ben Shapiro's got like beef with like Con- with Kanye and for hating and Jews, yeah, for, yeah, for oh, hating Jews. And Candace Owens like the same, like, clearly supports Kanye too. <laughs> she just has he, Ben Shapiro has beef with Kanye for just hating. Yeah, remember Jews. the Kanye thing? Yeah, that was cool. That was like that was, a few months ago. Don't yeah, forget, that was crazy. Yeah, but we shouldn't forget about that. Though. I had to I had to throw out my Kanye shirt after. I've always oh, hated Kanye. That sucks. Kanye's yeah. always been on Hinge. I don't know how people have like <laughs> liked him before that. Because yeah, well, he used to be cool because his songs are good. Make, oh, make that, she did it. She, Apparently, she did some interview with Tucker Carlson that was, like, very bad. Tucker Carlson, he's really gone off the yeah. rail. If he could have already gone any further off the rails <laughs> that he already was. Yeah. It's because he's not restrained by Fox News anymore. He could do whatever he wants. Oh, yeah, he just... Anyway, I feel like we have to end on a happier note than that. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. What is the main takeaway that you took from the rally? Jewish pride and be happy for, for who you are and, and, and just keep fighting. I'm never going to... My, my support for the Jewish people and Israel is never going to waver. Mm-hmm. And that was strengthened because of that rally. And I'm just so, like, a deep proudness of being Jewish and, the, and proudness of the Jewish people. Yeah. That's what I got to take away from it. I'm going to give a different answer than the one I gave on our podcast because I think what was also really cool was to see the American Jewish community and the Israeli community come together. Yeah. Like, I love that they had um, Ishai Rebo, who was an Israeli great, singer, yeah. and he was only speaking Hebrew to the so crowd. Cool. Um, I, I, I've always wanted, like, there to be more conversation and more yeah. dialogue between Israelis and American Jews. Yeah. I feel I feel like it's happening yeah. right now. Which That's something I'm really excited about. I think I've also never been prouder to be an American. There are a lot of things that America does that I don't want to stand by, but this is something that I like full-heartedly stand by and I'm proud. Yeah. Especially like with all my friends in London right now, I'm like couldn't be me like, but I think that one of the biggest takeaways we were all standing in the front. So like I know that we were all standing in between the stage and where all of the cameras were. So you can't even we didn't even see the extent no. of how many people were there, which yeah. I think is so insane because like I at least like I was with my friend the whole time. We were like crammed in this crowd, and one we were standing in the same spot for six hours, and I was like at one point like my legs were breaking into. Like stretch. Yeah. Me, like... yeah. No, I literally like dropped to the floor for a bit. <laughs> but like we were in this crowd, and there were so many people in the crowd, and then you realize like oh my god, this goes on for literally so long, and we yeah. can't even see the full extent of it. And like that's what I think is what has always gone gone the Jews by is that like you have and you put everything that you can, like you put it forward, and that's also like this is something that I learned about that the idea 
ADF does, which is like the most incredible thing is like when they're out in battle and they're on a mission, like you usually you want to put like there's a strategy to let's say like you put someone that's not as important in front and then you put like who, whoever's most important, like somewhere in the middle to keep them protected. But like whenever the, the IDF goes on any mission, the most important person, the commander is always in the front because mm-hmm. you have to lead by example. And I think that that's something that is has been resonating with me is like to really like lead by example and to be be a person and be present and like put yourself forward because people will be behind you and people will support you and as long as you're you believe in what you believe in and you understand what you believe in and you're consistent with what you believe in and also if you don't mind i want to add one more thing yeah something that i took away is the immense the huge huge kiddush kiddush hashem yeah that kiddush hashem is like a sanctify god's name yeah it's like, like you're you're really like making putting a positive light on like judaism and god's name okay. stuff like that like the, the kiddush hashem that was shown the people were so respectful the what the rally was it it wasn't like the the pro-palestinian the anti-israel rallies i mean like it's just all love all support and in unity and like yeah. the, the the police officers right like they even said like yeah we if I haven't had we didn't have one incident all peaceful it was amazing and they and, said i've never gone they said like we've got we got a career worth of thank yous in one day yeah uh-huh. just the kiddush hashem from it i'm just so proud to be jewish and proud that to show the world who we are that's who we are we're we want peace we want we want people to we want love and we want to just show you know respect for people and, and our thanks you know the you know like 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 you said with the police officers you know we we care so much about humanity and, and the people who yeah. take care of us and we're going to if you're going to if you take care of us message to the world right now if you take care of the jewish people the jewish people will take care of you back amen and on that note Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for yeah. having us. Thank, Thank you, you for so having much, me. Molly. This was so fun, and I'm so glad to, and I'm excited to post this. Check out our podcast, Two Jews, Ten Opinions. <laughs> and Follow all up. of Ailey's yeah. accounts, yeah. personal accounts. Instagram accounts yeah. and everything. Yeah. At A underscore Shane's 10. <laughs> Pull up. What's your Twitter, too? Your, your X Same handle. Thing. A underscore Shane Stens, all the same. Okay. Levi, you want to drop? <laughs> you want to yeah, drop all sure. your personal my, accounts? Well, just I'll just get my Instagram. It's just one. My Instagram is just at Levi, L-E-V-I, and then... D-A-M-A-T-L. No apostrophe. Great. Molly, thank you. Thank you.